Hi guys, before we get into tonight's really fun show, I wanted to just remind you that we have another official Disney hipster meetup at Walt Disney World at Victoria Falls Lounge at uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge Jumbo House, excuse me, um, on May 18th at 7.30. We're going to have uh, buttons to give away and... It's just a fun opportunity to meet me, Adam, Jamie, Keith are going to be there, which is ridiculous and silly. And we just have a good drunken time and shoot the shit about Disney World. It's a lot of fun. So uh, I'll see you there. Welcome to episode number 49 of the Disney Hipster Podcast, a show critiquing the aesthetic choices of the Disney company. My name is Adam. I write for the Disney <laughs> Hipster Blog. With me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew. Hello there. And this week's guest host, Brian McNichols from touringplans.com. Hello. On today's show, we're going to be uh, talking all about Disney drinks, even though it's ironic because Jamie and Keith aren't here, <laughs> including Brian's uh, new book for Touring Plans. This episode of the Disney Hipster Podcast is brought to you by Mouse Chow Travel. Mouse Chow Travel is personalized Disney planning that doesn't cost you a penny extra. Don at Mouse Chow will make sure that you eat the best food and have the best experiences on your Disney vacation. Visit mousechow.com or email Don at Mouse Chow to get started planning your dream getaway. It's a thing not likely to happen, but we like to discuss it anyway. A hypothetical Disney related extravaganza the joy of the day. So Disney has a history of corporate sponsorship. So I was thinking, if Disney was to make a corporate sponsorship kind of connection with a liquor company, which one would mm-hmm. that be? Mm-hmm. What attraction would they sponsor? Mm-hmm. And how would you work that liquor into said attraction, possibly, maybe? Okay. I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> I want Four Loco to sponsor the American Adventure Pavilion. Um <laughs> I just think like it's the ultimate like American thing. I was gonna say like Jägermeister in America, even though that's kind of like you know going against what it really should be sponsoring. But really, I'm sure that more Jägermeister is sold in the U.S. than in Germany. Is Four Loco an American company? Um, I don't know. I it's it's very American. I don't know if it's an American company, but they're gonna sponsor American Pavilion. And as you walk into the rotunda where the Voices of Liberty are singing. Mm-hmm. They're going to be handing out Dixie cups full of different flavors, kind of like at Club Cool. Mm-hmm. You get Dixie full, Dixie cups full of Four Loco. My personal favorite is the lemonade flavor. Uh, I feel like people would be vomiting. Well, by, the, the point by is... By Canada, for sure. By the, by the, the point is, you're going to be drunk during the show, during the animatronic extravaganza. Uh-huh. And then at the end, as Benjamin Franklin... If that's who's in the show, right? Ben Franklin sure. and Mark Twain. As they're shaking hands... They're going to be taking shots of Four Loco. No, they're going to be holding 40s. You should have the Voices of Liberty drink Four Loco. They have to drink one before every show of the day. Oh, my God. So that way, by the last show, they're totally fucking with you. I think they can, ha- I think they can handle it. Then the last show, they take requests. Mm-hmm. So you can just yell out stuff like Absolutely. Dr. Dre and... See what, the, see what happens. I love it. I mean, they, there, there are some homegirls in Voices of Liberty. Like, I'm sure she knows some Dr. Dre. Yeah. The homegirls. Um, that invokes Never Gonna Get It. Oh, yeah. They'll bust out. They just bust out. Never gonna, never gonna get it. Never gonna get it. <laughs> <laughs> she likes a strawberry margarita flavor. God bless America. 
That, that would be interesting in uh, in World Showcase if they did have just anything like Club Cool, where you could go and sample like liquors that are popular in other it's countries. It's not a bad idea at all. You know what? It's really true because Disney. You know, I mean, they'd have to obviously control it, yeah, but okay. I can't imagine. There's so many like smaller liquor companies that you know sponsor stuff and give away tons of liquor, yeah. like shitty bars, mm-hmm. just to try to drum up business. And if like you could be in Epcot, one of the most traversed traveled places in the world with yeah. people drinking just to like say like every two weeks you're getting like eight different like liquor companies even if to, it's not even if it's not a free even if it's not a free sponsor actually i feel like it'd be neat to have sort of a international bar you know what i mean like a maybe where the african outpost is mm. a bar that has like different variety of liquor yeah no? just, just i would love to see too like just kind of weird stuff like stuff that's hard mm-hmm. to get yeah. here that even if you can't buy like a bottle just a place you could go and and pay you know a couple bucks for you know half a well, shot of there's of even stuff at disney world that they use that's relatively hard to find yeah. in general like the amarula yes liqueur yeah that but like why not, find why not serve it you know what i mean right totally or make a tasting of stuff yeah. like that i don't know it wouldn't really wouldn't be i guarantee you they can get liquor companies to give away shit tons of liquor wine and stuff. i just don't think that's what they they want to do they don't want to be giving away liquor where they no, can like be selling a tiny it. little shot glass of it well a shot is a shot uh, no not a liquor They're not like wine. wine let's say wine okay wine brian, brian what's your pick for a disney sponsor of liquor um i i don't really have a sponsor but I mean, like, mm-hmm. again you know I, which i'm sure we'll get to at some point but like you know i i've been to a lot well i've actually been to all of the bars <laughs> on the property literally and um it's I love the really, really themed bars, and the bars in the parks are, are pretty fantastic. Yeah. But, like, I want to see them add a few more of them. Um, and totally. they could easily have sponsors, although they wouldn't need it because any in-park bar makes money <laughs> hand over fist. Right, right. Um, the, the ones, the, the, the two that, that are my favorite... Uh, well, three actually. The the one that that just should be done, and I honestly think it will be at some point, is is an actual beer garden in Germany. Uh, yeah. Not, not like the restaurant beer garden. Well, actually, just like the restaurant beer garden, except outside. An actual beer not garden. a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They have the space for this. It I, yeah. it, it makes sense that they would at some point do this. I well, think in the next wave of smaller Disney bars, I think that is. Maybe yeah. on the list. I, I well, don't why not? see why. Like right by the water there, they have they have that. Um, what is it like a crystal shop or sell? I, I don't know. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Oh yeah. Just, oh, I hate that shop. Not, yeah, you can get not, you not, get spotting or somebody like that to. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, there's any of the the Munich breweries like that. You know, there's Spottenhofbrau, Lowenbrau. Um, yeah. You know, that any of them would would kill to sponsor it because they would only sell their beer. And, a, and they have such a good selection. I don't see why they wouldn't. In Germany, in on weekends in Germany, it's oh my god, packed with like college kids and what. Like mm-hmm. a, a bar, an outdoor bar there would be yeah. the hardest place to get into in Africa. The thing is, as it stands right now, for the three months of food and wine, or two and a half months, or whatever it is, and then now uh, during uh, Christmas time. There's a special shop set up with beer oh. and during Flower and Garden. So I don't see, like, now for at least six months out of the year, there's one anyway. Yeah. I don't see why they can't just step it up and build a permanent outside bar. Well, and even if, if they did tie it to a sponsor, the thing with, with Germany, that would actually be culturally representative. Because yeah. if you go to, to Munich, for example, 
all of the the, the beer houses are are brand tied. Hoffbrow totally. has their own house. Spotten has their own house. I that's has their own house, and that's yeah. all you can buy there is their beer. So it actually that's great. It, it would it would be accurate as well as awesome. Yeah, that that really is a great idea. I, I actually think I could see that being on their short list of things to get done. Well, and that's and that's you why I, I didn't even really count it as as a suggestion because it yeah. if they haven't already thought of it, then they're doing something right. wrong. Totally, yeah. totally. I just it would be great if they like had like a cast member greeting people as they came in and, and try to like encourage people to sit together with different people and well, just, have like just put like in the, like bands in, and stuff. It just like in the restaurant, put like the big long yeah. tables. People would have to sit together. Of course, yeah. because of course. you would you'd just run out of room otherwise. And you know, I think yeah. that's one of the best things about that restaurant. Too. Oh, yeah. It was so it's so awkward at the at the beginning, but yeah. I always end up making friends with the other people at the table. That's, oh, yeah. that's how I am. I, I hate yeah. sitting with people I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, within 20 minutes, um, I'm talking to them nonstop. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Get we a, we a have, of with, without, yeah. without fail, we always make friends. Yeah. We've had, I mean, we've had like blah, whatever experiences, but we've had some really, really wonderful ones. Funny thing is, funny thing is, I've never had a beer in Beer Garden. Really? <laughs> and we've, we've eaten there tons of times. Yeah. I've never had a beer in there. That's 75% yeah. of the reason I go there. It's, it's kind of like, it's kind of sad. We go there for 80, 89% for the spatzel. Yeah, we go for spatzel. Yeah. And 11% for the band. Yeah, and the, yeah, exactly. The food, yeah, I was going to say, most of the rest of my percentage would be the band and then the food. Although the food is actually good there. But we yeah, love it's the food. Great. And we're vegetarians, it. which mm. we avoided like the plague for a long time because of that, but... Um, but the, that lunch have, special, their yeah. lunch, their lunch deal is, is like one of the best values on yeah. property. The lunch price, I think okay. it's like twenty one dollars. Yeah, it's not, it's not bad actually. And if you get, especially if you get a later lunch when the band is is already playing, yeah, right. yeah, I think the band first, doesn't start until like like eleven like one. or one fifteen. Yeah, this is yeah. around one somewhere, I think. Yeah, yeah, we try to make like a twelve fifteen or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he does it. But uh, okay, Adam, do you have one? Okay, do, do you have any more, Brian, that I you do, want to... actually. I have two more I just want to, oh, want to cool. quickly throw out. That, yeah, um, go for it. The uh, Dinoland, which um, I've, I've gone on record before as, as saying that I, I don't particularly like. But, um, <laughs> uh, but it is... It's done well. I mean, it, it yeah. looks how it's supposed to look. I just... I guess I grew up going to too many parking lot amusement parks that I'm like, Ugh. but yeah. but what they could easily throw in there, which would be fantastic, would be a biker bar. Yeah, um, totally. You know, put a put a bunch of motorcycles outside that strip the engines out of them, let the kids sit on them for pictures, and and then inside mm. just have it all. You know, put fake smoke in there and absolutely pool tables, neon. Like, make it would look, we? Would they go as far as putting fake smoke? I that think would that's be such awesome. a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> You'd almost I love that. Like, if you walk into it and it's all clean and bright and sunny, it just—it's not gonna yeah. feel right. I want like it when the door opens. I want smoke to waft out. That would <laughs> yeah. be great. Yeah, I think I think that's a good point too with the other bars. Is that every all the bars are a little bit too cheery to be natural. Like they don't feel like bars. They even Rose like and Crown, even Rose and Crown Pub yeah. is like crazy cherry yeah, and bright. It's very bright in there. Yeah. None, but, none of them have that smell. They need to. They need to like someone needs to make the scent make of a, a dirty bar or... rag and then <laughs> pump it into all these places. Although that like, uh, musty, noticed, mildewy. You know, it's two of their newer bars, uh, La Cava del Tequila and Tuto Gusto, mm-hmm. um, have like no windows in them. 
either yeah, one. Yeah, it's true. And they're, and they're both, they're two of my favorites. And yeah. now La Cava, where it is, you, you couldn't put windows in, but Tudo Gusto, they easily you could have. And they, yeah. they chose, that was, I mean, that had to be an aesthetic choice not to. Well, of course, I mean, it's supposed to be a seller, so. Yeah. Of course, but. hopefully. <laughs> hopefully that was a but, choice. And then, <laughs> then my, my, uh, my last quick one, I want to, I want to see a speakeasy inside the Tower of Terror. Yeah, just like that's the best idea. Nineteen thirties, like you know, guy standing at the door with his little window that asks for a password before you go in, and especially for such like a, a park that has relatively few bars. You know, yeah. the bars that they have are good, but well, there aren't very many. Well, yeah. I mean, Tune In Lounge is really good. The, yeah. the other technical bar they have there is that High Octane Cafe, which is right. or High Octane Refreshments, which is right. the counter. It's not even totally so. Yeah. And that's, that's and unfortunate because I could see that park being a park to go and you know kind of get drunk yeah. at. Well, because there's nothing else to do. There really isn't. So after you, after you ride, after you walk in, see there's a 90 minute wait for Toy Story, <laughs> and then go on Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster, then you can just go get drunk. Yeah. I would I would like to enjoy the my evening there more, but yeah. there's nothing for me to like. I enjoy the atmosphere, but I would enjoy it more if I was drinking. Yeah, I feel like that we, we they really need some like straight up bars. Well, and what, like yeah. what bothers me with Hollywood Studios and there from a bar perspective, well, honestly, from every perspective, it's supposed to be the golden age of Hollywood. Right. Yet, well, one thing there's, there's only two streets that are actually themed yes. that anyway, yeah. but none of their bars and only the brown derby are actually themed to that yeah 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 and then and brown derby is not even a real bar no it's not a bar and exactly and, and how i mean how cool would it be to be in a golden era hollywood bar you know have, yeah have the citizens of hollywood motors i love 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 that idea it would be great but this i would i would totally hang out in there and i don't even really drink it's like a badass background music loop playing the speakeasy what if they yes. really wanted to throw their budget away um i don't know if you guys ever watched the simpsons but there was a uh a prohibition episode where Moe uh-huh. turned his, uh-huh. his bar into a speakeasy. Absolutely. When, when the cops came in, they hit a button and switch. everything spun yeah. around and it was a pet shop. Yeah, oh that was great. That would be fantastic. That, but. that really would be. People would love, 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 love that. It'd, it'd be very adventurous club-like. Yeah, yes. I'm into half it. show, half, half bar. But, I'm into it. But. Yeah, you could see from, from um, Trader Sam's how popular... Yeah, that could be, and that's like a scaled-down version of something even like that. Adventure, yeah. Speaking of it's things, I'm I'm shocked they haven't done already. I can't believe they haven't done the Adventurers Club again, even on a smaller scale somewhere. Are, are you? I feel like it's almost like they're trying to slap people in the face at this point. <laughs> Seriously, you know what I mean? Like there's clearly the demand for it, but I mean I don't know. I guess maybe the demand wasn't there. Clearly, it wasn't that popular when it was open. Well, it was how it was run, though. You had to buy tickets for like every club that was there, and then it was like I was going to say I think center around this club. I, if that was in a park, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. it would be different. The, the problem I think more was Pleasure Island than Adventurous Club. Yeah, right. even, well, even the, the Comedy Warehouse um, was pretty good, and they they kind of bring that back at Hollywood Studios now. Right. Or around what is it around in Christmas? The Christmas, they, they, yeah. They, the comedy shows that are, and so it's actually some of the same people, I think, from yes. the Comedy Warehouse. So, like, I, I'm surprised they haven't, and I'm hoping maybe with this, um, whatever they're calling the Downtown Disney refurb, um, I'm kind of hoping that maybe they'll throw us a bone and do something. Well, the rumor, the rumor is that Trader Sam's, like a bigger Trader Sam's, apparently, which would yeah. be cool. But I, I, I kind of hope it's there's a something more than 
Yeah. I mean, it would it would have to be just like the sheer size of our downtown Disney, as opposed to like Disneyland hotels. <laughs> it would have to be something Huge. more extravagant. Yeah. And then it would kind of lose its magic. Because that bar is tiny, Trader Sam's. Yeah, I've never been in there. It's so tiny. There's maybe 15 seats at the bar. Yeah. And then a couple of like high top tables. Yeah, and they uh, they serve they they serve the kungaloosh out there, don't they? From I I don't um, it's not on the menu, but I'm sure they can make it. That was actually one that I found a couple different recipes for that I wanted to put in the book, but every time I made it, it came out disgusting. Really? So I'm like, I don't think this is right. (laughs) A personal favorite of mine there was the uh, hippopotamitai. I really like that. Nice. Yeah. And the uh, Oa, that one's really good too. Yeah. Okay, Adam, do you have a sponsor? I'm sorry, I'm monopolizing your question. That's okay. Oh, uh, it's okay. Um, I am not giving a specific company, but it could be any little um, small company that makes absinthe. Mm-hmm. And I would bring them into the French pavilion. Mm-hmm. And they would build like a tiny little French, like turn of the century absinthe bar. I love it. It just serves like different types of absinthe stuff and kind of. You know, it was a little bit historically accurate. And then they would retheme uh, the French film to a history of absinthe. Okay. Yeah. That's that's cute. Yeah. I don't think they're going to make an attraction based on booze, but... They should, though. Okay. It would be awesome if they did. Yeah, I, well, I, I agree I'm with both of you. I don't think they ever will, but they should. Yeah. <laughs> especially. I mean, why not? I mean, history, especially European history, is so heavily laced with alcohol totally but, totally yeah but and the Europeans would they don't have like the as little a, as that big a deal honestly man. would the bar have like the little sugar things and everything yeah the whole oh. nine yards the whole sugar because they, they just don't put as much wormwood in it and it's not as toxic <laughs> as or brain toxic. damaging <laughs> yeah they should have well that's what that was what was really bad about it otherwise it's just alcohol yeah strong disgusting alcohol we had friends that were bootlegging it for a while yes. yeah yeah, pretty awesome. It's pretty gross. Oh, yeah, and and France is another an, another country that's just screaming out for a bar. Yeah, it's ripe for like it's ripe for like a nice champagne bar. No, yeah. actually, absinthe. So the main reason we had Brian on the show tonight is because he recently released a book. I th- I want to say Brian, it's the bars and lounges of Walt Disney World. Is that the title? Walt Disney World Bars and Lounges. But Walt yeah. Disney World Bars. I don't know why I cannot get that straight for the life of me. <laughs> you think he it's would because you're not, it. It's because it's not an actual hold-in-your-hand book. Mm-hmm. It's an e-book. It looks gorgeous on an iPad, for uh-huh. instance. So I'm basically not looking at the cover every time I open yeah, it. Yeah, tons of pictures. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you released this through Touring Plans. How did that uh, come about? Well, it was... Um, we. we um... I'm an analyst for Touring Plans, Uh and we started, um, oh, when was it? I think, oh, for one more Disney day, actually. Uh, Okay. Tom Tom Bricker, our our chief photographer and whatever other titles he gives himself. um, Yeah. He he did a photo book for uh, when he was out in Disneyland for for one more Disney day. Um, And it, um, it did reasonably well, well enough that it, made a profit anyway. Yeah. Um, and being that iPads and 
things like that are getting so popular. Um, my my boss, Len Testa, decided that um, ebooks were something we, we wanted to get into. Obviously, totally. um, we're affiliated with the, the Unofficial Guide. Len is, is the co-author for the Unofficial Guide. Um, we are all pretty much writers by now from doing all of our site content. <laughs> right. So, um, it seemed like, you know, something that, that would be fairly natural for us to do. Um, when we were kind of pitching different ideas, my head immediately went to alcohol, uh, yeah. which is, is a strange <laughs> jump to make the first, well, not strange, but uh, a worrying is the first jump to make. I think it's logical, not worrying. <laughs> yes. It's a it logical really, choice. It's, it was, it's almost something doesn't people don't want to talk about, but clearly everybody goes there to do. Well, it's clearly. one of those things that, you know, it, there's not really a lot of info on it. There's a couple really good websites. Um, yeah. I know Party Through the Parks is, is done very well. Um, yeah. And then I, I can't think of any others off the top of my head, but there are. I like that. And I like, I like beers and ears. Uh, beers and ears, which I actually also write for occasionally. Do you? Well, I, I, I haven't actually written ears. for them in about a year and a half, but yeah. um, I used to write <laughs> for, for them. <laughs> um, and, and Scott, uh, <laughs> if, uh, if Scott listens to this, he'll probably be uh, annoyed that I called myself it's a writer. It's okay. Still, but <laughs> no, it's all right. Cause, no, Cause nobody listens to our show. So it's um, okay. But uh, yeah, and of course, of course, you know Scott Oliver does a great job with with beers and ears. Um, Absolutely. But um, they, uh, so it, it was one of those where there's, but there's not really any handheld material. There's no, there's no real books. Um, right. The unofficial guide we mention the bars and that, but it's really just a passing thing. Very yeah, and, I, that was always one of my because I buy the unofficial guide every year. Um, the actual handheld, you know, physical copy of it, and yeah. I always kind of. I don't, you know, don't read it cover to cover every year because well, a lot of it it's the same. But I look forward, hoping every year that there's more bar information. <laughs> Which and and you know, I, and I understand why we can't. One, the book is already approximately five thousand pages, and yeah, um, yeah. and you know, obviously Walt Disney World, the most of the people that go there are going with families, um, so we have to gear it towards them before right. before others. But even people that go with families tend to like to have a drink so so often of course. um you know i have yeah. i have two really small kids i have a four-year-old and, a, and an almost two-year-old so yeah. and even myself i i like to get you know a beer to go at the very least every so often right um, and you go into some of the, some of these places you go into la cava del tequila uh the you know tambu lounge some of these places get really really crowded with people so there are people going to the to these bars when they're on vacation, yes. right? Um, obviously, you know, I think it's actually like for younger people and people. I mean, even people with families, of course, but younger people who don't have small kids, don't have you know legit built families yet. I think it's a bit. It could be a big part of their vacation. Yeah, yeah totally. I know. I was I was briefly a uh, a Disney travel agent. I could, uh-huh. and um. I know I priced out a, a trip for a bachelorette party once to to Disney or from people that were from Pennsylvania um, yeah. going down there for a bachelorette party. So, so much fun. Yeah. And the, so, things like that are starting to become more common. Yeah. Um, but that's great. But the other thing, and then you know, when I started kind of thinking more on on the book idea, it started. I started realizing how well done some of these bars are. Um, Absolutely. You know. 
pretty much all the bars that are in park, like actual bars, not just the, the counter, like uh, high octane refreshments. But right, um, <laughs> right. But you know, I mean, Tune In Lounge, La Cava, Rosen Crown, um, you know, the the two Dawa Bar and uh, Yakin Yeti at Animal Kingdom. Um, so let's let's not even let's not even beat around the bush because you're listing things, but let's just cut to the chase. You visited every single bar at Disney World. <laughs> I did. Like let's let's just throw that out there. This book is extremely extensive. Yes, covers every single every single bar uh, in the entire resort. Which is, do you know how many offhand? Uh, let's see, I'm looking at it now. Seventy. 75, it looks like. Okay, so you wow. visited 75 bars, okay, and they're sort of categorized into different levels. You have mm-hmm. in-park, resort, and then pool bars, is that right? Um, it's 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 broken down a little bit more. It's, it's broken down by location. Okay. Um, so there's the in-park bars, then there are um, Magic Kingdom area resorts, obviously, uh-huh. inside. Well, you can buy it booze now in the Magic Kingdom, right. but there are no bars still. Right. Um, so the ones that are on the monorail resorts from Wilderness mm-hmm. Lodge. And then there are Epcot resorts um, and, and then other resorts, which includes right. Values, Moderates, and Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom Lodge yeah. and the, the DVC, the Oakey West and Saratoga. Um, and right. then within each of those categories, well, at least the um, the resort categories, there are the best ones, the ones that, that got the highest score, um, and then there are the rest of the best, which are all the ones that are, that are, you know, actual bars, not just pool right. bars. And then there are the pool bars. Absolutely. So if you are, the idea with, with the way we laid it out was because, you know, the thinking was if you are staying at, um, Polynesian and you say, oh, you know, we know that people sometimes have limited amounts of time to do this. Uh, no matter right. why you're there on vacation, you're not going to spend your whole vacation bar hopping, right. as much fun as that sounds. Um, so if you're sitting at the poly and say, oh, you know what, we're going out tonight. What are the bars that are that I can get to easily without having to take a bus, you know, so that yeah. we can look up what's at the Grand Floridian, what's, that's great. you know, contemporary, that kind of stuff. So you can kind of plan based on where you're going to be. And then, like, speaking to what you're saying, beyond categorizing them by where they are and things like that, you also have a really extensive rating system. Tell us about how that came about and, like, how that works. Well, that, I mean, the, the way it came about was because just you know, touring plans in general were, were very numbers-based. Absolutely. Um, so we we wanted Wait, to... Did Len, what's that? Did Len, build a, did Len build an algorithm? No, no he did not. He did approve this one, though, so... Nice. Um, but uh, that's why he, he asked me just to kind of come up with a scoring system that we can, um, you know, that, that we can kind of base our, our ratings off of uh, without just saying, well, I like this one better. Um, right. This way, at least, even if you don't necessarily agree, and I, I know you guys don't agree with all of my scorings, which I'm sure we'll get yeah. to in a little bit. I'm sure we will. Um, but, uh, you know, at least there is an explanation that we can say, well, this is why it scored high. And that way, too, if you, you know, you might not care about all the scores. The, right, the, totally. The menu, for instance. If you are if you only want to go to some place that looks really cool and all you're going to do is order a Bud Light. Um, right. So it doesn't really... <laughs> then you're more concerned about atmosphere. And you, then you can, 
you can look at the menu. You can just throw the menu rating out. If you look at a bar and say, "Oh, I got a, a low menu rating," that doesn't matter. Or, or even the lo- the location score, because if you happen mm-hmm. to be right in front of a bar, then clearly that's the, you that's know, the bar moved. for you. The location the score, yeah. yeah, the location score is is based solely off of if you are coming from another resort. So yes. if you're staying at Pop Century and you want to get to someplace, the location will tell you what places are easier to get to right, versus absolutely. using preferably Disney transportation um, yes. or driving your car if you have to, I suppose. I, but, I found the rating system, like, not, you know, not only very helpful, but super interesting for bars that I hadn't been to, but I've seen for sure. Like, I really love cruise Cruise Cup Lounge mm-hmm. yeah. at the Yacht Club, which I think gets rated very highly in your book. Yes, it uh, and and it's terrific. You know, for some weird inexplicable reason. Yeah, it's, you know, it, it works. It, it's no, it works, and it works really well. But I don't know why. It works. I think that's the closest thing that I felt like I've ever been on Disney yeah. property to a real like bar that's not in Disney World. Yeah, I think so too. Well, and Even it, though it's themed very well. My the description I used to, in in the book was I just. I couldn't explain it either, so I kind of just said, "Well, it's it's just really cool." It is it's, really cool. I don't know. I don't know why. And I was super grossed out as a vegetarian to the meat, the meat, the meat wall, the meat locker <laughs> yes. next door. Yeah, the, yeah. Meat, the meat window. Yes. Although those truffle fries, the truffle fries were so good. So yeah, I'll suggest that to anyone if you're looking for a place to drink and have a snack. And then, interestingly, just a few yards away, uh, between Yacht Club and Beach Club, is Martha's Vineyard, <laughs> which is the most boring, disgusting, ugly bar yes. I've ever seen. It's, that is probably one of the most pointless bars. So pointless. Because, because it's so close to a bar that is clearly superior to it. And then yeah. there's another, there's even a, another one yeah. in the lobby, the correct? Compass in the Compass in the, in the, yeah. Wow. And then just a 15-minute walk, not even 15-minute walk no. to Bellevue Lounge. Well, is, well there, is there a convention center there? I don't think so. Well, Swan and Dolphin have... Right. Have, I, I mean, I think... Um, I don't think that, I mean, that, if, if you have people staying at the resorts that are traveling there, like the contemporary, you know, those kind of situations, you have a lot of people that are just like, I just want to drink, but they have no interest in Disney, no interest in the parks. But that doesn't why, mean... why, like, the Outer Rim Lounge probably makes money. Yeah, but why would they settle on, like, say, it, say there was a convention center there, why would they settle on... Martha's Vineyard over. They just don't stuff. care because it's like there's some you know business dude upstairs who's like, I just sat in a conference for nine hours. But why wouldn't hours. someone I don't care? Go that drives me nuts that somebody wouldn't want a pick beer. the better option. Well, I watch TV. And I mean, I could beer. I could see them picking it as in I'm staying at the beach club. I'm going to walk Correct. to the closest bar and, right. and drink I mean. there. I can't believe anyone would would look into the yacht club or into the the um, the, the cruise cup. Then walk to Martha's Vineyard and go, right. oh, yeah, this who is the ever, place I'm staying. Yeah. <laughs> like, who, yeah. would, who would ever do that? Their chairs do look more comfy, though, I'm going to be honest, it, at Martha's Vineyard. It, and, yeah. and you know what I see a lot there is people sitting in there with their laptops working. I, and like, I can see that. It does look very relaxed, but there's something about, like, everything seemed very uh, squishy. Like, the chairs look squishy, and it's carpeted, I think. Mm-hmm. It's pretty terrible. Maybe it just didn't – it looked like the Golden Girls, like, boudoir. You know what? It looks like a bar in a casino. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it does, and it, but not a good casino. Like, We're like talking like, like the showboat. Yeah, the area to play keno and drink. Yeah. Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> I would not be surprised oh, if it was a keno. This sounds like a great idea, though, that we might have to do. Do they have keno at 
Martha's Vineyard by any chance? They time? should. They should. Yeah. They it, well, and Martha's Vineyard is open to like the the walkway too, so it's like yeah, it, yeah, oh yeah. It, it, That's what it looks like a weird. sitting area that. I don't know. It's it is. It's really strange. But I think speaking of being open to the walkway, honestly, one of my favorite things about Cruise Cup is the like completely nondescript entrance. It's Absolutely, like this big it's so door hidden. With this tiny little sign. Yeah, have to go up a couple steps to get to it. Like it, it, even though I mean most people know where it is, it feels like one of those places that you have to know. It feels very speakeasy. Like well, I know we actually. didn't. We'd never been there before. This. Uh, mm-hmm. Past December, we went, and we had some friends, friends of the show, yeah. showed us where it was because we we had no idea. No, we no wanted idea. to visit, but we had no idea where to go. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, let's go to Cruise Cup," which, frankly, we had never even really thought I knew, about. I, or, yeah, yeah, I knew where it I was, mean, I ish, it but I I couldn't really place it's, my finger on it's it. It's definitely one of the lounges, and definitely the best one in the book that most people don't know about. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, um, there were some discrepancies in this rating system, Brian, <laughs> that we should talk about. Because I, I was very, I was re, I read this book so quick, and I've actually read it twice because I enjoyed it so much. And I'm just like, I'm very OCD and I'll reread things, which is why I buy the unofficial guide every year. <laughs> just because I have, I feel the need to reread it. And if it's a new book, at least I don't feel so bad. But um, I... When I got to that section on the gurgling suitcase, <laughs> and then I noticed, I think it's either right before or right after, like very close to each other, that I want to say Victoria Falls Lounge at Animal Kingdom Lodge got a lower score. Like, I, I just wanted to shoot my brains out. Yeah. You love the gurgling suitcase. I don't love the gurgling it's suitcase. It's your favorite... You I, love to get dinner at Olivia's. I do not. I don't. You I don't understand. You love to get a vegetarian Cobb salad. Oh my god! I don't understand the. I don't get where the high score for gurgling suitcase comes from. I would like for you to expound upon that. <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, first let me say there's only. Um, let me see here. There is only, I think, a six point difference between the two. Six points is big. Which. Um, you know, and there's, I mean, Victoria Falls is only nine points off the top. Right. So, I mean, it's, you're talking. But that means Gurgling Suitcase is three points from the top. That's, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> that is, well, that is sad. What? Um, that's making me gurgle. <laughs> <laughs> so, so do, do explain that though. Cause I, all kidding aside, I'm very curious. Um, yeah, I'm actually, I was just, uh, stalling for a bit while I found the, uh, <laughs> nice. scores for it. Because, nice. Totally. Um, but it, um, it got, let me see. Uh, it's location score was the same. Um, it had actually he, this, this is it. It got, um, it was five points better for atmosphere, uh-huh. which, which includes, is silly, Brian. Well, silly. But what what it includes is how crowded it gets, um, and yes. Victoria Falls gets hit because it's right in between two very popular restaurants. Which, and I think that adds to the atmosphere. I could see you could take away points for that because it can get busy and noisy but first i don't know something about that i just think is great well and and that's you know and, and that's the thing it, it's especially because that, it's on its own mezzanine level overlooking boma 
it's you know what I mean. There's almost a sense of like exclusivity there, even though everyone can go and enjoy a drink. But most of the people down there are families, and you can sort of gawk at them, which is fun. Yeah, and it, I mean, it's the overlook is nice. It does. It gets very loud and it gets very yes. crowded, which is absolutely. Wild. And I mean, it's still. I mean, looking there are actually still fairly few places that got a better atmosphere score than than that and most of yeah. them are the, the bars above it on the on the list right um, but um but you know that and that's that's basically what it is it's the crowd and the noise yeah and the fact and i, and I could see that i could you see can that. order that you can order more food at gurgling suitcase which but does that mean the food is better no but the the quality of the food didn't didn't matter didn't count it okay okay well so, if, the, if that's the case then i get it, it was, but that also but what I, about rose but, well, he didn't rate the bartenders. Nah, because they move around too much. It, it, uh... Rose is a staple. She's a staple. Well, and, and there usually are a couple that will stay forever, but yeah. then there's some that are fill-ins and, and that, so... Of course. Of course. I mean, the atmosphere um, score I... also includes somewhat the overall staff experience, but that's very right. small. It's mostly, it's mostly crowds, noise, the view, anything that... Atmosphere is pretty much the catch-all for special things right. about a bar that, that don't fit in the others. Um, right. The other thing that, that helps Gurgling Suitcase a little bit, um, it actually has signature drinks that you yes, can yes. other places on property. So that bumps True. its menu score up a couple points too. So those are the differences between the two. And Gurgling Suitcase isn't a bad bar at all. You know, it's actually um, fits the theme of the resort incredibly well, you know, just as, just as well as any of them at uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge. The theming is there, you know, with all the license plates on the side, and it has that sort of it's beachy fish. feel. Yeah, yeah. It has a, it has a very Floridian boardwalk type type feel to it, which it's supposed to. So, yeah. And again, the theme, you know, the theme score. It's not necessarily whether I personally like the theme. It's just of course, it totally. fits the theme it's supposed to. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I, and I can get down with that. I mean, we would be hypocritical if we didn't get down yeah. with that. So what's, if, it's, if can, it works, it works. Victoria, can we ask you what your favorite bar is? My, uh, <laughs> what's, your, what's, your, what's your favorite, and then also what got the highest score in the book? Because I'm curious well, if they're the same. Favorite bar is... is too hard a question because it yeah. I like you know some of them I like the food better some of them I like the drinks better some I the, the one that came in first that's an easier question um, it's the top of the world lounge at Bay Lake Town yes. um, which Deserves has it. the best view yeah. um, it's atmosphere score was the highest um, for two reasons one because only DVC members are are theoretically allowed up there, um, so it never gets very crowded, and yeah. and that the view. I mean, that's I. I you can't beat it. I I totally totally agree with that for sure. The only one that could com- possibly compete with that view would be the California Grill, which isn't actually rated in the book because it's undergoing refurb until right. until the end of the right. summer. So. Um, yeah, I, I agree with Top of the World Lounge for sure. And their menu is good too. Yeah, it's their have, menu is good. They have a very good menu. Um, but there was, there's kind of a bunch at the top. There are, you know. I know the, uh, the, Gico, the Gico bar rated very high. I know that. Rated very high, mostly because of the, the menu. Yes. Um, Gico, and Gico would be the place if I was going to eat, I would probably yeah. go there, um, either there or, or Citrico's. Um, yeah. Citrico's actually you can order the full menu from the bar. 
Um, As you can, can you? No, wait. I guess you can. Can you order the full bar at Territory Lounge or now? No. From Artist Point, no. Although, honestly, all of these places, if you're depending on on, on the staff you get and how nice yeah. you are in asking, uh, sometimes they will will go go to the kitchen of the restaurant and order you something. That's great. But that's, wow. you can't expect that. That's something that you kind of have to the, ask about. And, and sometimes they'll say yes, but the menu at, uh, at territory lounge actually, which is one of my favorite places, mm-hmm. their menu just got kind of a refurb and it looks great. Yeah. It's with the drunken donuts, drunken yeah, donuts are, are really good. And, and they look so good. I ate way, way too many of them by myself. Really? Um, what I'm, in, I'm into it. I don't think Adam would like that because I know the dipping sauce, the sort of drunken sauce is a Grand Marnier and Adam doesn't get down with the orange. I was, yeah, I'm not such a big orange fan. I wasn't actually crazy about the sauce. Really? Um, I, but but I know the donuts look, like, I think they're they're like homemade they're like, and like fresh. Like cinnamon sugar. Yeah, they're they're actually really good. Wait, are they, are they as good as the mini donuts at Blizzard Beach or Typhoon Lagoon? I doubt it. I've never had them, so I can't. The mini donuts at Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon are amazing. They're so underrated. They really are. They're really, like, terrific. They have mini donut stands. That's oh. great. But they're it, a ripoff, but they're awesome. When you order the drunken donuts at Territory Lounge, they bring them in, like, a paper bag with yeah, cinnamon and sugar in them that you get to shake them yourself. And Yeah, we're, and we're making it. We're going out of our way to go there, I think. That was actually, yeah. That's, actually, one of my favorite pictures in the book, for whatever reason, is the, the, <laughs> um, the lighting was just yeah. really good for that one. That's awesome. Well, the, I should mention, like, the book is just... Tons, hundreds, I guess hundreds of photos, yeah, just so, so many. 400 and change. Wow. Really full, full color, huge photos. Some pages are just gigantic, beautiful photos. So you get a really good look at each of these 70-something bars, which I think is great because that, that could be a determining factor for someone, whether the place looks great, whether their drink looks great, you know, regardless yeah. of the score. Even. And that goes even for restaurants. Like a lot of times it's difficult to get good pictures inside Disney restaurants and looking for like guidebooks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but it would be neat to have to, to know because it's kind of why a lot of you eat there besides the food. I mean, food mostly. Of course. And, and it yeah. is true. Like, I mean, you look at the picture of, of like Misner's Lounge and Grand Floridian, yes. for instance. Personally, I look at it, I would look at the picture and go, that, that looks pretty boring. Yeah. And, that, and I've heard it's that before. And that, I've heard that before. That's a, such a shame. And Yeah, it's... Misner's is... It's it's okay. There's yeah. really nothing fantastic. It doesn't it doesn't match what the Grand Floridian's main bar should be. Yeah, it, you're absolutely right. It doesn't at all. But it has its fans, and I don't know where that's coming from. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure why either. Uh, Is Misner's the one where you can buy uh, like cigars too? Yes, but you can't smoke. How them. random! That's so random. Yeah. That is really random. Are you allowed to smoke them on property, like outside? There is a smoking area, but it's on because because Misner's would be on. Let me think. The east side of the Grand Floridian, on the south side of the lobby, there is a smoking lounge. So yeah. you have to walk out of the lounge and over to the other side and outside. There's a, there's an actual lounge in a building inside. For smoking? No, no, it's it's a patio. It's outside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love how, I love 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 how how out of the way they put the smoking area. I think it's now. great. <laughs> it's it's seriously like we're punishing you for smoking. Yeah. I love well, that. I, I was gonna say I'm a, I'm not only am I not a fan I'm a asthmatic so 
Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. The smoke, the, the better I am. I want, <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge fan. No, we can't deal with it. I love, I love. But it makes smoke me laugh because, like, I just remember going years ago and you being able to like smoke in like there would be like 20 different smoking areas in the parks and like every year that we go, there's less and less. It's and great. now there's like one and it's like behind the dumpsters, behind the festival <laughs> Lion King. It's great. Like you got to go to Camp Mickey Mini to smoke that cigarette. That's great. <laughs> but yeah, so, but I, I tried to take with the pictures, we tried to put in pictures that not only like that, that showed, I guess, the, the true look of, of these lounges, not always. Not, and it works. We tried not to it necessarily works. do glamour shots as no, much no, no, as no, like, totally. this is what it, it's actually going to look like. I mean, of course, there are some glamour shots because it's got to look pretty. But Of course. Um, but, you know. Well, I think it, it, it did its job for sure. It got yeah. me interested in some bars that. I, I, you know, I'd heard of, of course, but I had no real interest. But now, now I kind of do. Like, like seeing, like seeing the crowd of, of children at the outer rim really got you yeah. ready to go. That, oh got, that got me riled <laughs> to go well, there. Now, I actually want to ask that question. Speaking of children and someone who has small children, yeah. can you bring small children into all the actual bars yep. in Disney World? Yeah. Yes. You can. Yeah. See, that's, um, that's kind of nice. I don't know. Children in bar laws tend to be uh, generally state laws, so I don't know exactly what the Florida state laws are. It's I um, you can't I don't I, think you can. I live in I live in Pennsylvania, and here you can bring them into. Mm, I would say m- most bars if you really wanted to, although most of them How frown funny. on it. But they cannot sit at the bar. How funny! They have to yeah. sit like at a table if there are tables available. So I don't know if that's the case. I wonder. Maybe, maybe that's what. Yeah, it but they usually serve food, and they're kind of like restaurants, but kind of like bars. Yeah, that's and... the thing. I mean, most of the, they're probably. I mean, they're all very kid friendly. Like you could easily yeah. bring your. Well, that's there's no shady bars at no. Disney where yeah. some no. raucous is going to happen. And like, if you most of the bigger ones, like Top of the World, has like a kid drink menu. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of them have non-alcoholic drink menu. In fact, the the standard Disney bar menu has quite a yes. few non-alcoholic yeah. drinks on it. The uh, coconut elixir. So, so I mean, if you're not looking to get wasted, I mean, this could be really useful even for just folks that are like, hey, we want to relax. We want to relax, but are, we have kids that are like maybe like twelve or like a little older that could handle sitting there and like hanging out and drinking like a coconut elixir, elixir or something like that. Yeah, I that's love why it. you know. I mean, a lot of these lounges they have appetizers and desserts at the at a minimum like you, oh, know, you yeah. could easily go i mean heck yeah take your kids to territory lounge and order them the donuts and totally let them go crazy i but, think i think yeah i think some of the bars actually have some of the best food in in disney world oh yeah totally there's not they don't all have like full meals right yeah you could you could stop by a couple and, and eat appetizers. That are- I know that the cheese plate at Top of the World is one of my favorite moments oh, of all time. It is such a. Have you never had it? It's delicious. I, I haven't. No, I've never. I haven't had. Oh it. my god! It's like, what is it? Like ten ninety nine or nine ninety nine? And it's like oh. five huge pieces of cheese with five different accompaniments. It's so cheap. So it's much different and then than uh, Tuto Gusto. Tuto yeah. Gusto has Gusto's fantastic like meat and cheese plates, but they're like thirty yes. bucks. Yeah, we we ate at Tuto Gusto in October. I was super impressed. Adam didn't like it as much. Um, yeah, it was okay. And, and I, I, don't, I, feel, I don't even think we were drinking or anything, but we did eat there. Like I appreciate, like living in New York, where you could get yeah like fancy olives and stuff. Like there's so much Italian crap up here that it's not that big of a deal for me. I just thought it was sort of spending good. like. We spent quite a lot of money for like a small amount of olives and some cheeses. And, but it was you know. it was very good. But it was good. But it was like, I don't know. It seemed a little pricey. D- definitely yeah. wonderful atmosphere. I enjoyed it. Yeah, that was great. The, but like, but 
But then you can go to like, you know, top of the world, which is awesome and get an amazing, amazing cheese plate for 10 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. Well, that's, that's my, that was my problem with, with Tuto Gusto. Like the, the bar itself is, is awesome looking. Uh, I'm a big fan of Italian wine. So, um, you know, even though it's a little pricey, they have some really, really great wines, but the, the food I think is just kind of outrageous. Like even for a theme park, I think it's, it's big like i ate the the same day i I ate lunch at the brown derby and i got um cob salad a margarita flight and a champagne flight then i went to tuto gusto i got yeah it was an interesting day (laughs) (laughs) and then i threw up (laughs) (laughs) no i did not although that that day I, i was down i did I stopped by every single bar within a three-day period, actually. Oh, my God. Um, just to do, like, final reviews and take some extra pictures and that kind of stuff. It was um, my legs. It took my legs probably a week to recover from, from all oh that walking. God. I wish I had a pedometer on me because I can't even imagine how much walking I did. Wow. Um, but I am... Um, and then I went to, to Tuto Gusto later in the day, and I got um, a wine flight and uh, a plate with... Uh, what was it? Prosciutto, some other meat, and Parmigiano Reggiano on it. It sounds like the best day and ever. You had like a great. That was day. actually it was a great day because then later that night I went to Gico and ate there too. So. Oh my god, oh my you god. suck! But um, that's awesome. But my meal at Tuto Gusto was a dollar more than the one at Brown Derby. That's which crazy. is a signature restaurant. Yeah, so that's crazy. That, that seemed a little excessively priced to me. Brown Derby is actually for a signature restaurant is actually relatively inexpensive. Well, especially the Cobb salad is not not bad. I, I want to yeah. say it was like eighteen dollars something like that, and it's we, big we split salad. Our, yeah, we split our entree when we go there because we can't like we don't have big enough appetites to each eat an entree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, we do at least we have a, each have a salad and then split and an well, entree. I'll tell you We're that. both vegetarians, so there's always oh. one vegetarian entree, one vegetarian <laughs> appetizer. Just, so we just get everything we could eat and split yeah. it all. And, it, and they're both yeah. quinoa, right? Yeah, yeah, now they're all chemo. Well, great. no, theirs actually is a really delicious yeah, is tofu and uh, curry noodle bowl, which was out of this world. Yeah, we avoided there for a long time because I was like, I'm not, you know, how good could a $24 it actually it knocked, it knocked our socks <laughs> it's, off. It's actually fucking well, delicious. And that's why that's why uh, Brown Derby's in the book because they don't have a bar, even though yeah. they totally should have a bar. That makes no sense. But it doesn't make any sense. But they have right. some great drinks, and that's why the margarita flight I got in there. I'm not not a big tequila person. Yeah. Um, and I actually had the night before I was at Downtown Disney, and I was at uh, I think what, what was it Paradiso 37, which is supposed to be kind of a tequila place. So right. I got one of their like top shelf margaritas and drank about five sips of it i thought it was disgusting really Uh, now there was there was a a bunch of people next to me all with margaritas that loved them uh, which is why i didn't because i'm not a margarita person so that's why i I didn't mention it in the book because i figure well it might just be me not drinking tequila um but the margarita flight at brown derby was awesome i could have i could have had three of those and they're all uh what they're all named after citizens of hollywood right yeah they're they're um yeah, it's technically called the the Citizens Margarita Flight to the Stars or some some. And that's I think that's tr- that's fun. I think oh. that's tricky to make a uh, a really outstanding margarita, especially for somebody who doesn't like tequila. That's pretty outstanding. How do you feel about um, Cava's uh, margaritas? Oh, I, Cava's are, are great. Oh, you do love them. I've I've had uh, three or four different different margaritas there, and they've all been really good. 
Um, I'm always disappointed with the one on the standard bar menu that every once in a while I will order just because the name intrigues me, which I think it's, is there's the habanero margarita. Habanero, yeah, yeah. It is, it is just a regular margarita. There's no, nothing special about it at all. There's is it, no is habanero. It, is it spicy at all? No. Well, this no. is coming from the person who eats a bottle of sriracha every month. Yeah, but it it wasn't spicy at all. Noticeable, I would think. It should be, it should be, but it was not. And you know what? Rose mixed that drink, and I don't think she did a good job. What the crusty apple? No, she mixed my habanero margarita. Oh. Anyway, I have a, I have like, I have a, I have a beef with Rose right now. We're fighting. (laughs) Yeah. It's okay. All right. So, before we go on too much, but the book itself, do you could plan on updating it like yearly or anything like that? Um, I I don't. There's not a, a timetable right now. Uh, most likely, it will be updated as we get enough changes. Uh, right. As I, I mentioned before, uh, California Grill is supposed to reopen. I don't think they've given us a date yet. I think it still says late summer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When when it reopens, obviously that's at some point going to have to go in the book. Um, you know, there's there's little changes to the menus, things like that. So, I would imagine probably at least every year it's going to be updated possibly before that depending on what happens because um you know of course it's not going to if somebody downloads it next year and california grill still isn't in it that's not totally going to be good yeah. so uh, something yeah, I, like that we might push a, an update maybe in the fall um obviously some you know something big like when disney springs eventually opens uh, oh, just replacing downtown disney that's um that's something we're gonna have that's to, gonna be to, that's gonna be big yeah yeah, and I really like the idea of having these like little companion specialty books mm-hmm. to the to the main kind of yeah, and that's what we're we're unofficial guide. Should we're going to be coming out with a couple more? Um, I, Tom Bricker is working on another uh, photo book about um, with all night pictures from uh, yeah, from Walt cool. Disney World. Um, we're going to do one with uh, some Disney Cruise Line content. Um, and then we actually this past year we did a. Christmas in uh, both Walt Disney World and Disneyland. There were two two different books, um, and we're planning on updating that yearly, so that will come out uh, towards the end of the year again. Awesome. And then we've been throwing around other ideas, um, you know, book about uh, honeymooners, uh, golf book, things like that. That were I have, cool. I, I have the I have a request. Sure. Um, can you guys please make a book for that you update like yearly or so for character? stocking locations <laughs> or at least include it or maybe have like a touring plans like or have it on touringplans.com because nobody has that information no and one. it's insane we it are, really is quite um, crazy the book would be tricky because they move the characters around a lot. Yeah. Uh, or have like a have or, it or just have it on touringplans.com. Yeah, <laughs> just have it on the website. We are we meaning touring plans are, are we're working on doing um, on adding the character meets into our our actual touring plans into it. You guys can reference a blog post from DisneyHipsters.com that Adam wrote yes. maybe a year Brilliant. ago called Princessing Around the World. <laughs> you guys can use that uh, as reference and you can just credit us. And I did math and distance <laughs> and stuff in it. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty awesome. The, uh, we was, figured out that you can meet all the princesses being the first person online. In, in every country. In every country. Well, yeah, it was based pretty, on how they come out. It was pretty amazing. Nice. Yeah. Well, the, the, the trick with with the characters for touring plan purposes is that is the weights because yes yeah it's you know you you may wait 
15 minutes, but then the princess might go on break for 15. Right. And if you stay in line and wait till she comes back, now your 15 minute wait turns into, you know, possibly 35 or 40 minutes and it carries over. So that's the, 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 the statistical problem we're having with it. Our whole our whole plan was based picture. around being the being the first mm-hmm. person in line for every princess. Yeah. Which is, but it's not even that, and it worked. Which really is generally well. the advice if if you if that's yeah. what you want to do is meet characters, go there when yes. they get there. It, like that's. I mean, I've done that with I'm, my my I have a four year old daughter, and um, we've met every single princess you can meet, of and um, multiple times, mostly. Yeah. Oh, and, so have we, and we're two oh, yeah. two thirty year old men. Well, the promise too is that because the out the outfits change and stuff, mm-hmm. we try to get people in all their outfits yeah. of like when we're there because we have nothing better to do. But yeah, because um, I saw your list of places you haven't eaten, and there's a, there was a ton of character meals on there. Oh yeah, totally, but totally. The, but a lot of the characters we meet we've met. So it's a little it's a little weird, but like with the Christmas party and the the Halloween party, it's sometimes difficult to really find like pictures and outfits and locations yeah. without like piecing it together using like blogs and stuff that people do like random stuff. And it would be great if Torrent Plans is just like, here's the Halloween party, here's the characters that are that should be there this year. This is where they would be. We suggest doing them in this order. Yeah, and, kind of and we can. That might be something we can add into the. Into the holiday ebooks. I know we we do have a piece in the Christmas one about meeting the characters, but it's yeah. it's fairly generic. We can yeah. it can be very tricky. Look into well, that like the, and see if we can we can blow that out a little bit. Yeah, it's like the dwarves. Like you know, every I mean that part's pretty obvious, but it's like line up either line up an hour before they come out. Yeah, yeah. Right. well, it's either them or the princesses and princes. Princess. You kind of have to pick one or the other, but like knowing that up front and then being able to like jump ahead totally. is really key because those lines can get crazy. It's been your entire party visiting five people. Um, well, Brian, it's been great talking to you. I'm sure that we could blather on about drinking at Disney World for <laughs> literally the rest of the evening. I know that I, I've i done it before, and I'll do it again on every other show that we have. But um, do you want to give our listeners the information on where they can find your book? Oh, yeah, sure. And uh, uh, you can find it. The, the best place to find it is on touringplans.com. Uh-huh. Um, you'll find if you go to uh, more at the top, you'll find a link to our eBooks. Um, and actually, if you, uh, I probably should have mentioned this at the beginning, but now it'll be like a little treasure when when if people make it all the way through our, nice. our blathering. <laughs> um, if they if they type in Disney hipsters, all one word, uh, you can get twenty percent off of the Walt Disney World bars and lounges eBook. Um, the Disney hipsters code also works for touring plane subscriptions. So awesome. if you are not a subscriber or would like to renew your subscription early uh, and put in Disney hipsters and get 20% off subscriptions. Cool. Um, You can also find the the book on iTunes and we're working on getting it on Amazon and that it should be done within the next few weeks. Although Amazon has a multitude of hoops that they make you jump through to get. Totally. So (laughs) we're we're getting there. All right. Well, I, I really enjoyed the book. I can't recommend it enough, which is yes. why we actually uh, had you on, because I really, really enjoyed it. Thank you. Um, and touringplans.com itself, if anyone doesn't use it. Yeah, I think, we're the, I think we're the only Disney podcast that isn't yes. sponsored by Touring Plans, but we talk about you guys all the time. <laughs> yes. like our, we, we mention it in almost every Our episode. spreadsheets for our, to- for our actual like, trip visits have, based the, on touring plans. have the Touring Plan numbers built in. <laughs> yeah. Because we're because we've been like mildly obsessed forever. Well, so so, it, so was I until and then they they started paying me. So exactly, so, yeah, we, that was nice. No one pays us. That, that was that was nice, Alain, to uh, to let me on, even though I stalked him. You know, totally, I love it. 
Thanks for listening to this ridiculous episode of the Disney Hipster Podcast. If you want to read our daily blog post, go to DisneyHipsters.com. You can follow us on Twitter at DisneyHipsters. We're also on Tumblr, DisneyHips.tumblr.com, and on Facebook, Facebook.com slash DisneyHipsters. Uh, also, check out our brand new project. It is uh, called Disney Hipsters 2. That's T-O-O. It's a new YouTube page where me and Adam do uh, weekly vlogs about Disney news, and it's really stupid and awesome. Mm-hmm. Brian, what's your uh, Twitter handle? I am at YesThatBrian, although I tweet fairly little Disney stuff. It's mostly terrible jokes. So it's No, I, I enjoy it quite a bit, or else I wouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so thanks for listening, guys. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.